welcome back to the Don't Stop Me Now podcast. I am your HIV positive host, Miss Jennifer Lee Vaughn. How is everyone doing? Another week under our belts, and I have another week full of stories for you. My goodness, my goodness, my goodness. It has been a big, busy week, and I don't know if you can tell, but this is the COVID edition. I am COVID positive. So yeah, awesome news here. I got COVID. Yeah, not a real big shock considering Owen was positive and I was in a small room with him in the hospital for four hours. I mean, we had masks on, but you know, and then a car and then the house and yeah, it's just kind of inevitable. But um, I, I did test positive Tuesday afternoon and I'll go over that more in a little bit. Yeah, I've been through the ringer. This is um, no fun. My goodness. I've had the worst of it. Joey just tested positive today, um, which isn't a surprise because she's been around me and Owen. But she's tested like <laughs> like a maniac, honestly. She's tested like every single day for like the last three or four days. And she's honestly sounded like she's had something, but she just kept testing negative. And today was the first day she tested positive and she was kind of like so over it by now. And she was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm positive. I'm like, oh, shocking. Um, so yeah, she's got it. But she's um, mainly just dealing with like kind of cold symptoms. Um, Owen had the like the headache for the day. I'll go into my symptoms later, but it's been a bitch. God, this has been no fun at all. So, um, you know, I have the, the vaccine, two doses of Pfizer from a year ago. So apparently that was supposed to help lessen symptoms, but I feel like I got, you know, sucker punched by this regardless of the vaccine, but oh well. Okay. Um, before I move on, I have a couple little things I wanted to remember to say really fast. John Cryer is the actor that I was trying to remember from Pretty in Pink, who's in Two and a Half Men. Um, when I was discussing the psychedelic furs last week, um, how could I forget John Cryer? Of course, it came to me right after. And then the car that I had referred to, the guy that I was on the beach date with, I said it was a Dodge Dart. I looked up a Dodge Dart. That's not what it was. It looked more like a Dodge Charger. It wasn't that, but it was something closer to that. So I just wanted to clarify that. I don't even know what a Dodge Dart is. I don't know why that came to my mind, but I just blurted it out and I went with it. So, okay. So what do I have for you this week? I have um, a Tinder date. Actually, I have two. <laughs> and I have a concert to tell you about Coldplay. I went to Coldplay, which was amazing. And what else do I have? And I got caught by the police doing something inappropriate <laughs> at night with a friend. Um, so yeah, I'll get into that after. Cannot believe that happened. Okay, so we'll start with um, where I left off last week, and I was heading out of the house to go meet my date um, before the Coldplay concert, and so I went to San Jose, and we had decided to meet up at a bar, and I was wrong. He wasn't 6'4", he's 6'6", so uh, two inches taller, big tall guy, and I was totally wrong about him being from the Netherlands. And I told him, I thought that's where I was guessing. I said, Netherlands for sure. And he said, nope, <laughs> Uzbekistan. I'm like, pardon me? 
<laughs> what? <laughs> Excuse me? And uh, I thought he said Pakistan, and I'm looking at him going, you have blue eyes and like light-colored hair. You do not look like you're from Pakistan. He's like, nope, Uzbekistan. Um, it's near Russia, I guess. So I really don't know anything about this country, but um, he does speak Russian, so he spoke Russian. Um, we had a really nice time. We, ha I like definitely liked his personality right away. And he was, he's a good looking guy, like for sure. Good looking guy. Super nice. I could tell he was really excited to meet me. Like he was really like, um, smiley and like, you know, leaning in, like he seemed excited, you know? And so it was a good feeling, obviously, if you're out on a date with somebody, it's nice to know that you're feeling this kind of like energy back at you that they're liking you. And, um, I definitely got that from him. He was, uh, easy to talk to. Um, we had a lot to talk about and he went to San Jose state also, obviously <laughs> much later after me, cause he's 36. So we're 15 year age difference. But interestingly enough is he came to the United States. I think he said at 18, um, with a visa and, I didn't even know you could do this, but somehow he joined our military. He joined our Air Force, <laughs> the United States Air Force. And he was in the Air Force for like 11 years. I, and uh, I just was like, dude, what? Like you came from your country to another country and you decided to join our military? I can't even imagine. Well, first of all, I can't even imagine living in another country. Like that in and of itself is always amazing to me when people go to other countries especially at a young age, alone, and then join the military of that country and serve that country's military? Like, I I don't understand how you could even, how your heart would even be in it because you're from a different country. Like, you don't have any belonging in this country. You don't have any, like, allegiance to the country. So it's, it's interesting to me that somebody could put themselves in this position of fighting for a country that they did not grow up in. So he joined the Air Force. He said he was basically dealing with the mechanics of airplanes and like fixing them. Um, and I asked him because he has the accent. I said, you know what? I think you're a spy or something. He said, oh, there was lots of jokes about that, obviously. Um, and there was some, you know, he was basically allowed to do everything, I guess. He just said some stuff was like he wasn't allowed to do everything because he came from another country. And I don't, he didn't really go into detail about what that was, but I thought that was interesting. So we had our drink and we were just chit-chatting and we decided to go to San Jose State and walk around because I hadn't been there since I graduated. I have not been on that campus and it's changed so much. So we walked all around San Jose State and I was trying to find the old buildings that I would go to for my classes and I knew where his, oh, he was an engineer. Um, so I knew where his engineering building was, but like everything looks so different. There were so many new buildings at San Jose State and um, new dorms and uh, I mean like a new pool area and just everything looked different. It was hard. Like I could only really figure out where we were based on the parking garages. I was so turned around because things just didn't look the same, but I did find my dorm and I showed him like the window of which room was mine. You know, I almost started crying. It was really sweet. And, you know, while we were walking, he definitely was like continually running into me. Like I thought he was going to like put his arm around me, but I thought, God, we barely know each other. Like I'm just not ready for that. Um, and then we ended up taking a little walk 
right next to San Jose State is like the downtown area and he wanted to just sit on a bench and just chill for a little bit. He says he walks a lot at work so he just wanted to have a seat. I don't know. I have a feeling this was just so that we could sit next to each other. So we sat down on this um, park bench and he put his arm around me and I, you know, what am I going to do? I'm like sitting in the crook of his armpit. I like had no choice but to kind of like, you know, sit underneath his arm. I mean, so, um, you know, as we're talking, I'm laughing because I'm thinking in my head, I mean, he so wants to kiss, obviously. So I just looked at him and I said, I know you want to kiss me. And he goes, well, of course I do. And I said, okay. I mean, it just felt a little fast, I guess. But, um, you know, I went for it and I said, okay, let's, let's have a kiss. So, uh, we kissed a little bit. It was nothing crazy. Obviously we were in public, but it was nice just to get that out of the way. It was sweet. And then we decided to, uh, go get something to eat. Um, so we, he knew I mentioned something about being a vegetarian. And so we went to this vegetarian restaurant and he ordered, it was so good. It was like, well, we didn't get it yet because, um, what happened was, is it was going to take like 15 minutes to order it. So he said, let's just go back to my place and have a little bit of red wine first. So long story short, I don't know. We run back to his place, have a little glass of red wine and then the food's ready. So we have to leave, go get the food and then go back to his place. And you know, the clock is ticking because I have to be at the concert around six 30. And I think at this point it was around six o'clock, maybe six, 10 around there. And so he ate really fast. Like there's no, and by the way, his, he lives in a studio that doesn't even have a kitchen. This is so San Jose. I mean, it's like, it's so expensive to live, to live in California, but, um, it's basically, it was a hotel or a motel converted into apartments, I guess. And so it's just a room with a bathroom and that's it. And so it's really small. There's no table. There was no chairs. It was just, um, we sat on his bed with two plates. And so we had like these, Oh, it was spring rolls and like dumplings, but they were all vegetarian. Oh my God. It was super good. And he ate them so fast. And I don't know if that's just his culture. It could be, or it could be that he just really wanted to kiss me again because he knew the clock was ticking. And so he ate his food really fast. And then it was like, it's like he threw the plates on the floor and then just grabbed me. I wasn't afraid of him or anything, but it was just like, there was no suspense. There was no mystery for me. So to me, like this was just like too much too soon. I don't know. I need a little bit more of like, I need to come to him more. And it was just, I just felt like he just wanted me like too much too fast. And it just, it wasn't, I don't know. It just doesn't do anything for me. Like I need him to let me come to him. You know what I mean? But I think he was just thinking once this girl leaves this room, I'm never going to see her again, I guess. So anyways, we, we kissed for a little bit and nothing crazy. I told him nothing was going to happen. Like, I mean, clothes are staying on, you know, I like, you know, just this, this is just going a little too fast. And, um, so, which is funny because I'm, sometimes I do go fast, but I don't know, in this case, I just wasn't ready for it. So anyways, I said, it's time for me to go to the concert. And so he was so nice. He drove me to, well, first of all, he had me take my car to this one drop-off station for light rail, um, St. James street. And then he drove me to the concert. So I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. So now basically at the end of the show, I had to figure out how to get on light rail and then find my car. So, 
but that ended up being okay. So he drops me off. He says, look, I'm going to make a U-turn right here. When I make the turn, he's going to be in like, you know, traffic that's basically going to be moving. So he's like, just hop out and, you know, I'm going to keep going. I'm like, okay. So we did that. I kissed him goodbye really quick. Thank you so much. Oh my God. Thank you. Thank you. And all of a sudden I'm walking with the crowds to Levi Stadium and this lady passes everybody in the crowd and she's holding her purse and she tells everybody in the crowd as she's passing us, we're all going towards Levi Stadium. She's going the opposite direction. She goes, if you have a purse, make sure you don't bring it with you. They will not let you in with it. And I'm like, oh shit. Okay, so about a week ago, I was I wrote something on Facebook about um, where to park for Levi Stadium, if anybody had any advice. And somebody wrote me a small message via DM and said, look, I highly recommend light rail. Also, you can't bring any kind of bags into Levi Stadium. And he's like, you can only bring in like, I recommend like a fanny pack and that's it. I read that and I was thinking, that's ridiculous. There's no way they're going to not let people in with bags. So I have a canvas backpack. It's, um, canvas isn't the right word. It's just cotton, honestly. It's like a little mini backpack and it's like floral and I got it from O'Neill's and I spent like 40 bucks on it. It's cute. You know, I like it. But anyways, that's, and it had like nothing in it. I had my wallet in it and that was it. I had my phone in my pocket. And, um, so I, I'm in line holding this seeing that someone else just got turned away with a purse. And I thought, well, I should at least walk up and ask. And the lady says, you can't bring that in. I'm like, are you, I mean, I literally could have rolled it up into a ball and put it in my pocket. That's how, like, there was nothing in it. I didn't have really anything in it, but like lipstick and stuff. But I was so like out of sorts. I just kind of wasn't thinking straight. So I, I said, well, what do I, what do people do with their purses? She goes, throw them away. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I'm going to throw my purse away? No. So I get out of line and I'm like thinking really quick, what can I do? What can I do? Like looking back now, I easily could have just taken everything out of my purse and stuck my purse in my back pocket. I could have strapped it on underneath my jacket, you know, inside my clothing. No one would have ever known it. There was no, but I didn't know once I got past this lady and had to go through security, I didn't know how tight they were going to be with like checking you. I easily could have gotten in with it, but I didn't want to take the risk. So, and I didn't want them to throw it away. So there was a line of trees. There's a baseball field right there by the entrance. And so um, there's this line of trees kind of like behind the main sign for this particular baseball field that's right by Levi Stadium. And I think it's just like a local, local um, baseball field. And um, anyways, I go behind the sign, it's or like kind of like the cement wall. And there's these tall, skinny, sort of Christmas trees, probably 10 of them. And I walk in and people have already, they're already, I see three purses on the ground back there because people are like desperate. They don't know what to do. So they just, they're leaving their empty purses. And I'm talking like there was a pink leather purse. Like there's nice purses that people were leaving because they just were desperate and didn't know what to do. And you know, no one has a car around here. Everybody's taken in public transportation. So what are you going to do? So I take my purse and I ball it up in just a ball and I reach up on my tippy toes and I shove it into the top of this bushy tree. And I'm thinking, well, we'll see if it's there when I come back. So 
I go back through the line and I go in and I make it in obviously because I don't have my purse and I'm texting my girlfriend Kira as I'm walking in with the crowds and there's so many people and I realize that I'm and I'm texting Artem too, the person that I had met for the date and I read a message from I'm on hold on I'm getting the messages up right now because this is like really it was the worst faux pas ever <laughs> so I read this message from him and it says she was a lot sexier than expected so he wanted to pounce the f out of her and he put a wink and I put ha ha like that's funny and then I scroll up and realize that I sent him a message that I meant to send to my girlfriend Kira it was in the midst of me getting into Levi Stadium and all of the people and all of that. And I think I typed it up while, you know what I mean? Like when two messages come up at once and I think both he and her had responded to me at the same time. And somehow I was typing in a message to him thinking it was going to Kira. I had written to him. He didn't have the game that turns me on. He just wanted to pounce Oh my God, kill me now. So I'm up in the stadium realizing my mistake. I cannot believe I sent that to him. I felt so bad because he was such a gentleman. Like he was so, I mean, I mean, he did. Yeah, he did want me, but whatever. I mean, he paid for the drinks, paid for the food. He drove me to the concert. Like he was super nice, walked me all over San Jose State. He was a total gentleman. So I sent him an emoji with the hand over the mouth, like, oh my God. And he just writes, that place does look like it has a mosh pit, because I sent him a picture of Levi Stadium from where I was sitting. I mean, he was such a good sport about it. And I was like, oh my God, like he's not offended at all. So anyways, long story short, the guy never was offended because we had some really funny communication this week and it never bothered him. He just took it like on the chin, as they say. But anyways, I was dying. I felt so bad that um, I had sent that message to him by accident because I really was afraid that I might have hurt his feelings. But anyways, apparently no. But we haven't um, talked about making another date, but we did have some communication yesterday where it ended with me basically telling him that, um, you know, I think he's he's kind of awesome. And he said, well, I think you are too. So that's where that sort of ended. Okay. <laughs> so getting into the Coldplay concert, the purse was a nightmare, but, um, I get in and I am way the hell up there, which I knew I would be, but it's a different perspective once you're in the seats and you're looking across the way and you see the mountains and you're basically feel like you're up as high as the mountains. I mean, I'm in section 400, and it started to get cold as the sun went down. All I brought was I had a thin t-shirt on underneath my hoodie. I had a hoodie. That was it. And I get cold really easily. And I would have given anything to have my snowboarding jacket. I was so mad I didn't have it. But it was getting, you know, it got really cold. So that was one unfortunate part of the night. I, when the music was good and it was songs I liked and I was up and moving to the music, I didn't feel the cold anymore. 
But when I was waiting and um, that when there were songs that I really didn't know that well and I was sitting down and just listening, I was really aware of the cold. And I, ha I mean, I had my legs wrapped around each other like pretzels and I was just, I had my hood on and I had my hands and my sleeves, you know, just trying to keep my hands warm. It was really chilly. There was a guy next to me who was doing the same thing. He had an even thinner sweatshirt on and he looked like he was freezing his ass off because it was really windy up at that level. And I mean, it probably was windy all over the place. But anyways, yeah, I went by myself and it was fine. Like it, that was actually not a big deal at all. It was just the getting there and leaving that I was a little nervous about. But other than that, I didn't, I didn't care about being there by myself. It was fine. But they were, they were amazing. Um, oh, 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 okay. So they give you these wristbands, um, before you get up to your seat and they're, they just look like they're white and there's a little box on it. And I had no clue what these were for. I'd never been to Levi stadium before. And I asked the lady next to me, I'm like, what are these for? And she said, oh, you'll see once the music starts. I'm like, all right. So I, no clue. So I put the little, cause it says, you know, please return these at the end of the show. And I'm like, well, you could steal these, but I didn't really understand what their purpose was for. Obviously there's no use for them outside of Levi stadium. So nobody would really keep them anyways. But, um, these wristbands are a very integral part of the show. You become part of the show. So basically there's a little box on your wristband and when it's dark, it lights up certain colors and you know obviously somebody's controlling the colors throughout the stadium and it is it's an experience i mean i put it on my instagram story it is something to see and to see it from my vantage point to watch the whole place lit up when it and it goes to the beat of the music you know it'll change colors or whatever it was unreal. Okay, so yeah, just, I'm just going to say Coldplay, they were amazing. Maybe I'll play a little bit. I did keep them on my highlights. Oh my God, it's like, it looks like diamonds. It looks like it's just the whole place is lit up like diamonds because of our, our wristbands. Oh my gosh, listen to this. I have to get it from my other highlight. was a good one. Oh yeah. I loved it. There were a lot of songs I didn't know, but there was a good amount that I did know. Of course they ended with fix you. One of the most magical moments was yellow. Oh my gosh. Okay. So yellow comes on and I decide to FaceTime my daughter, Ryan. And you know, I can't hear her. She can't hear me, but all I can do is wave to her really quick and then flip the screen around and she's getting to see 
the show live and hear it. And she's in her boyfriend's room. And I see Chris, her boyfriend, because he can hear the song. He heard that it was yellow. And I just see him go, yeah. And he puts his fist in the air. I mean, I could see him. And they were in their room. And their room was kind of like... I think they had the his red lighting in his room, so it almost looked like they were at a concert in his bedroom. It was very cool. But I was watching his reaction, and he just put his fist in the air and like fell back on the bed, like yeah. And so yellow's playing, and you know this is yellow. <laughs> Okay, little did I know, but that apparently is a song that my daughter's boyfriend's dad used to sing to him when he was a little kid to help him go to sleep. So it, it meant something to him. And uh, Ryan said that was like the one song that she really wanted to hear. So it was perfect timing. It was really amazing to see them singing their hearts out. I mean, I couldn't hear them at all, but I could see them singing through the phone and they were just like freaking out because it's like they were at the concert through the phone. I love technology. It's so amazing. So that was a really special moment um, that I shared with Ryan and her boyfriend, Chris. That was really fun. There was some weird neon stuff that that Chris Martin does in Coldplay. I don't know. I don't know what's up with all the neon and like there was a puppet. I know some people who like Coldplay a lot more than me probably understand this, but I don't know. There's some puppet that they have. It's a female puppet, and she sings the female parts to certain songs, and I didn't get that at all, but whatever. Didn't matter. The one thing that really made me nervous in the seats was the fact that the um, cement feels like it's bouncing with the crowd, and you can feel it like you can feel it moving the seats are kind of moving and it's really I don't know it's really unnerving when you've seen so many videos on the internet of things collapsing with people in them when it wasn't expected and so I just had this like you know it kept going through my head you know if this thing goes down like I mean I, there's no way I'd survive this I'm so far up you know and it's like tons of cement and and then there's parts of the songs where they're telling the crowd he's telling the crowd to get up now and jump and dance and sing and oh my god I was just like please don't collapse please don't and I know it's silly to think that that it would even be possible but when you feel the cement moving you know the cement is underneath the seats you know what I mean but you can feel the seats are wiggling while people are jumping and dancing around it's really I don't know. It scared the shit out of me. So that part I was trying to just put in the back of my mind, but I kept having this thought that, you know, well, this is it. This is where I'm going to die at the uh, freaking Coldplay concert. So <laughs> thankfully uh, they didn't give way. And I, I kept trying to remind myself, this is a brand new stadium. They obviously know how to build things. They're not going to like do something shoddy, like everything's safe. You know, I don't need to worry, but it, it's still in the back of your mind. You just think you just never know. So um, yeah, so I get out of the concert and I was kind of grateful that it was over because I was really freaking cold. I go over to the 
trees when I get finally all the way. It took me forever. I mean, I was so far up. I think it felt like you have to go down like seven flights of stairs to get to the ground, you know, level. And I go over to the trees and I, um, there's other women back there trying to find their purses. And I go to reach up where I had put mine and it wasn't there. It was gone. And I'm like, oh my God, somebody freaking took my little freaking cotton purse. Are you kidding me? And then I looked down on the ground and there it was. So they, somebody had taken it to look through it. There was nothing in it. So they just dropped it. So I, my purse was there. I could not believe it. So I was very happy about that. And then all this concern about doing light rail and paying for parking for my car wherever I left it and then paying for light rail and missing the light rail. All of that was for nothing. Light rail was so freaking easy. We just followed the crowds and it was like, I knew I had to take the green line. That's all I knew for sure. And that, and they basically set you off in rows of, I don't know, by color. It's like the ones that are going to Santa Clara those that are going to Mountain View and those that are going back to San Jose downtown. And so it was like, I just went in that line and they just usher you on like a bunch of cattle. There's no fees at all. None. You just get on and go and that's it. And then, you know, it stops basically at every single stop. And I just followed the little map that was inside the light rail car and I knew to get off at St. James. So I got off at St. James, but I, I do have to say that from the time the concert ended, it took exactly like an hour to get to my car from the time the concert ended all the way, you know, like walking down, getting onto light rail, waiting for light rail because there was, you know, a really long line and lots of people getting on light rail. So it did take an hour. Um, so I got to my car. All I know is that I got home at one o'clock in the morning because I had to drive from San Jose back over to where I live, which is like another, it took about 45 minutes. So it was, you know, it was a long night for sure. And then when I got off light rail to go get to my car, I had to run across this park, St. James Park, and there was homeless people sleeping in the park. And I kind of crossed over through the grass and some man was wrapped up in a blanket and was like kind of running after me. It scared the shit out of me. I had Joey on my phone and she's like, oh my God, get to your car. I'm like, I'm trying to. So I finally got to my car, but all was good. But um, that was a little scary. Um, So let's see. So then the next day was Monday and this, how much do I want to share of this? I met up with somebody who's a frequent friend and we were trying to decide where to meet because I couldn't have him here and he didn't have anywhere on his end um, that evening. So we thought, well, we'll just um, meet somewhere and we'll meet locally by my house and then we'll go somewhere, you know, my car. And uh, we went to a well, there's a road called East Beach. And if you go down past the freeway, it's basically all farmland. And so we just kind of pulled off on the side of the dirt road where the farmland is basically, and turned the car off, you know, and just made everything look real dark. Unfortunately, a police officer had driven by once. They do go up and down this road a lot. And I think they go down to Pajaro Dunes after sunset a lot looking for probably people that are doing stuff in their cars. And so, I don't know, I guess he had already passed by on one one way. And when he came back, this person said, yeah, he, he already went past the other direction. He goes, but he obviously spotted us on the way back because he pulled right up behind us. <clears throat> Thankfully, um, we were in a position of, uh, 
fixing ourselves very quickly. And I hopped in the front seat and he just said to the police that he was, we'd pulled over so he could use the restroom. <laughs> and he said, um, I guess they just told him just to, for us to take our business elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we did, we didn't actually, we, we parted ado um, because it just, there was really nowhere to go and I, we didn't need to get caught again and get in trouble. So um, that was, uh, yeah, that's never happened to me before. And I'm really, really lucky that that's all that happened and it didn't go any further and there wasn't a ticket written or anything like that. So I think we were fairly lucky. The next day I get up and go to work and I'm not feeling so great during the night when I'm sleeping. I get up and I go to work and I'm feeling pretty run down. And while I'm at work, I'm feeling like I just want to lay on the floor at work. And I'm like, this is not good. <laughs> so they wanted me to cover a six period class at this at Watsonville High. And I only had a second and fourth period for just this particular teacher that I was um, subbing for. And so, you know, really my day was done at lunch, but they said they wanted me in the office. They wanted me to cover a six period. And I said, you know what? My son has COVID. I don't feel good. I'm barely making it through these two classes. I'll stay through fourth period, but I cannot stay for a six period. And they seem kind of annoyed. <laughs> I said, and so when I went to the office to turn my key in, I said, I'll let you know, I'm going to go get tested right now. I'll let you know. Um, if I have it and, um, then you're, cause you guys are going to have to let your students know, obviously, cause I was in a classroom with them, even though I had a mask on and I was so social distancing. So I go to target to get their test first because I w didn't know how long it would get, take to get the results from the district office. Cause the district office does testing every single day, but sometimes it's taken over a day to get like results. So, and I really wanted results right away. So I stopped at target first and I did that test in my car before I even went to the district office. And I'm going to put the drops in, you know, I'd already done my nose swab and swished everything around and I put the drops in the little strip. And as it starts to climb its way up, the first thing is a, is the T line for an actual positive COVID. And then the second one is the control. Well, it hadn't gotten to the control yet, but the T line lit up right away. Like it was bright red right away. I was like, and I looked at the instructions cause I was like thinking maybe that was the control line. I'm like, Oh my God, no, it's freaking positive. Like it's super positive. So went to the district office and had them test me. And I said, yeah, I'm already positive. I just did the, the, um, at home test, but I need like, obviously to get the district records so that they can send it to the school and get the appropriate letters sent out and all that stuff. And I needed my boss to have the, um, the actual, you know, test results from the district office and all that. So I went home and I thought I felt kind of, I mean, knew I felt achy and I was taking ibuprofen and stuff and doing the Tylenol back and forth with the ibuprofen. And I knew I was feeling achy, but my God, um, I did not, I, I guess I wasn't really prepared for how bad it was going to become. And the next, like through the night and the next day were, I mean, they were just as bad as when I had AIDS. Honestly, the only difference is that I wasn't having trouble breathing. So like I had pneumonia when I had AIDS and that was really hard as having the, the trouble breathing. The, the fevers were definitely worse when I had AIDS, but I definitely had some kind of fever that was going on with this. 
but the aches and pains were just as bad, if not worse, um, from when I had, you know, a high viral load with HIV and had AIDS. Um, the other thing that I, that it wasn't affecting was my appetite. So when I had AIDS, I couldn't eat. I was super nauseated, like extremely nauseated. So thankfully that wasn't there either. So I was really just dealing with a headache and a really bad back ache and neck ache, like the, those aches, even like my hips, so, so uncomfortable. And I found that Tylenol really wasn't doing much. Um, it seemed like just only ibuprofen was seem, seemed to be working. So that sucked. The first 48 hours were the worst. And then it became, um, like I woke up one morning, like 48 hours later, and it was like all those aches and pains lifted. I couldn't believe it. I felt like a new person. And I also slept 13 hours that night. So I was like, wow, I'm like, this is like all gone. No, no, it's like a roller coaster. So just when you think you're feeling better, it kind of comes back and hits you again. So you have just bouts of just being tired, um, like really tired and then having some of the aches come back or a headache will come back. And, uh, now I'm dealing with just like weird taste in my mouth. And I, you know, food doesn't taste great because there is a strange taste in my mouth. Um, I'm congested. So all those things that I've heard people talk about with COVID for sure. Like, I mean, I've got all those classic symptoms. Um, and, Owen really got through it pretty well. He went back to school one day, which was sort of a mistake, not because he was contagious, only because he really wasn't physically ready. And he played football that day after school, did practice, and he was like, he said he was like blacking out because it was hot that day. And um, he just wasn't feeling good at all. So I kept him home on Friday. And he really just slept all day. So even he had tested negative. So it was okay for him to go back the day that he went. But um he just wasn't ready. So, um, he's just been resting up this weekend. He's doing a lot better now. Um, and like I said, Joey tested positive today. And unfortunately the person that was with me Monday night, um, where we got not pulled over by the police, but the police pulled up to us. Um, he tested positive yesterday. So unfortunately, you know, I mean, we, we, he knew the risk cause he knew my son had it. So we had sort of, made this decision not to kiss. <laughs> it sounds really creepy, but we didn't. We just, you know, move forward <laughs> in other ways. And, um, thinking, I don't know what we were thinking, but clearly just being in a car for even a short amount of time, um, was enough for him to get it. And so he's going through all of the, I mean, I feel terrible, you know, but it's like, uh, what are you going to do? <sighs> I mean, everyone's getting it. And if he didn't get it from me, he probably would have gotten it from work because, um, it's definitely going around and he works, um, at a place where there's a lot of like people coming and going. So, it, you know, it's just, it's going around. Um, it was very funny because the person that I saw before the concert, I had told him the day before our date that, you know, I sent him a pic picture of me in the hospital with Owen and said, Hey, just so you know, my son has COVID and I don't know if you still want to meet up tomorrow because I had no idea that I would have it at that point. And he said, you know, yeah, definitely. He goes, I want to, I'm not afraid of it. And he goes, and I'd like the time off um, from work because I get paid time off because he works for Tesla. So when I sent him my positive result, you know, obviously I had it while I hung out with him, but didn't know it. And 
I sent him my positive result on Tuesday morning, and I said, I I'm positive, and I kind of put a sad face, and he put, <laughs> he put, hopefully, I'm too now, which is funny that you could hear his, uh, his uh, accent through his writing, and I just put, ha-ha, and then so yesterday, which was Friday, I said, how are you feeling? No COVID? And he says, hey, I'm feeling good. I actually tested myself this morning, and unfortunately, it's negative. <laughs> so funny. Um, and he said, how about you? And so I just told him kind of what was happening with me. And uh, I'm like, how the hell? I Like, I do not get how he did not get this from me. We made out, like, for a while. Like, what? And he says, he writes back, you're a lousy coronavirus spreader. And he just put a laughing face. He goes, I was hoping all week to test positive and even made sure to get your tongue deep when you kissed, but you still let me down. He goes, and I didn't even get a booster. Dude, the guy is so funny. So he has definitely, I, I'm, I'm drawn to him again. Like, the mystery that I needed or the space that I needed and his personality really is really a great, he's so funny, um, has made me want to see him again, honestly. But, um, yeah, I, I don't understand how this coronavirus works. It's crazy because like I said, this guy should have had it. We kissed a whole bunch. Like I, we were in close quarters for three hours, you know, walking together and in a car together. And I don't know, he didn't get it. And then the other person, was with me for maybe 20, 25 minutes and he's positive. So, uh, it's just crazy. And, um, yeah, not surprised that Joey got it. Um, that makes a lot of sense and, um, she's doing good. I think she's going to survive, but she's got this whole week off work. So she's pretty happy about that. Um, so that's about it. Um, I can't think of anything else to talk about right now. I nope, can't think of anything. That was all I had on my list of things to talk about. So yeah, it was an eventful week. Just hoping to get better. Um, tired of wondering when I'll feel like myself again. Not happy about the fact that things taste weird. That's a bummer. Like that's really weird and, um, not happy about it. I don't even know if I have, like, I ate a piece of red licorice, like this strawberry licorice. No, I couldn't even taste it. It just tasted like almost nothing. I'm like, what's the point of eating? Can't even taste it. I mean, I can taste st some stuff, but for the most part, things are tasting weird. Like, I just swallowed now, and it's like, the back of my throat just tastes weird, so... All right. Well, um, for any of you who are out there suffering with COVID, I hope that you feel better soon. This really does suck. And I know it lingers for a while, but hang in there. I mean, hopefully we'll all be out of it soon. And that's it. Yeah. Have a good um, Sunday, you guys. And, and I'll be back soon. Definitely going to be doing a podcast soon on HIV anxiety. All right, guys. Love you. Have a good week. Bye. If you'd like to be notified for any of my upcoming podcasts, be sure to subscribe. If you'd like to help this girl out, then please rate, review, and share my show. Thanks, guys.